uh, yeah, it's a big ask, isn't it, to really have, to be the big, you know, church is a family, God's kingdom is a family, and then we want to reflect that in our own families. Um, we have uh, two things we want to talk about today. Two things. Um, one's spiritual, and second is friendships. Um, I think as people we want to have spiritual friendships, but within our families, we want to have spiritual um, friendships too. Um, I think how we grow up influences us so much. Um, I grew up in a farming family, um, quite a close, quite an old-fashioned farming family. We've been in the same village for 200 years. Um, so very sort of in the same houses for 200 years. Um, so it gives you an idea just how different London was for me. But I think that it's, you know, there were some things that happened to me as a young person that really affected my parenting, I think. What was um, my uncle, who was about 20 years older than me, had to break down. Um, I don't have any memories of that. Um, and he never recovered from that. They did some very serious sort of um, pro procedures as they did in those days. Um, but I grew up with rather a fear of one day it would happen to me. Um, sometimes people would say to me, or maybe my, my family would say, you're just like your uncle. <laughs> and on the surface, of course, as you would imagine, I would laugh it off. But underneath, it would hit home. And I think that as a young person growing up, I thought, um, or just, this helped me to be aware of how much I needed God. And how much also I wanted to pass that's on to my children. <clears throat> um, one was uh, Ben here, he's uh, very big these days. <laughs> I show you who was little once. <laughs> Alice is in Bristol, she's in her last year at university there. Um, but as I watched him go, one thing I thought was, I need to pass on this spiritual strength that God has given me. I know my first year at university, it really hit me how much I needed. Um, I needed spiritual strengths. You know, sometimes we go through times, especially growing up, when things are very difficult. Um, and, you know, we really need a solid foundation to stand on. Maybe you can relate to me a little bit like that. Um, but I think for me, I grew up with a very strong feeling of, you know, I need to have a spiritual strength in my life, and I need to pass on that spiritual strength to my family, to my children, um, so that they can cope with life. How many of us are car drivers? How many of us are car drivers? Oh, car drivers. Yeah. Car drivers. Um, when you have children who go up and take their driving tests, I can't help but feel rather sorry for them. They're going to have put up with the same grief on the road that we all put up with. Um, we've all come across somebody who's having a bad day, um, you know, and. I've had situations where somebody's had a real go at me, and I always think, oh dear, I'm so sorry that Ben and Alice will have to put up with these people one day. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, life is like that. Life is changing. Um, and um, to 
handle life well, I believe really needs God, you know, to help us to be strong. So it's really with that in mind that we're going to talk about spiritual and secondly we're going to talk about friendships. I will start, share a little, and Sherry will share, then Ben will start, and we'll do the same with friendships. Um, should we start in a scripture, um, Psalm 127, it's well known, Psalm 127. I hope you can understand me, so again, mm -hmm. my slurring, um, that's marvelous. But you can see with me, um, probably I think I speak to, to us the group today, when we're aware that we need, we need spiritual relationships, we need spiritual relationships with each other, but primarily we need a connection with God. Um, a saying that I had when Ben and Alice were small growing up was, if we don't have God, we'll fall to pieces. And I think that's very much how I felt. Um, There's a real sense of I really need God. And I mention that because I think it's rather difficult to pass something on unless it's real for you. So maybe we have to think about, about ourselves, you know, do we really feel a strong need for God? And with our families, are we aware of how much we need God? Um, and, uh, you know, I think that as life goes on, things probably happen a lot which remind us um, of our, of our need, our spiritual needs. I grew up in quite a difficult, dysfunctional family in some ways. But the thing I think I remember was that money, if we had more money, life would be all right. <laughs> um, and I grew up with this mindset that somehow if I grew up with a good career, life would be all right. And because of that, I was diligent at school, I worked half my career, and I, I got to university, sorry about that, university to train as a vet, um, which of course is my farming background, as you can imagine. Um, but then at university, I would realize that really, there's more to life than just having a successful career. Um, I'm sure we're all very aware of that. Um, I remember in the 80s, a successful banker, some of the older ones among us might remember this, because it hit the news. Um, this successful banker hung himself um, under Blackfriars Bridge. And to me, coming from my background, you can imagine what a surprise, what a shock that was to me, because I thought, if you have money, which bankers, do we have any bankers here? <laughs> um, they always seem to have a lot of money. Certainly this fellow was very wealthy, but life was too much for him. So for us, as we think about our lives and our family's lives, we have to think about what really are we going to um, build our lives on. Of course, spiritual strength is marvelous. My uncle didn't have spiritual strength when he needed it. Um, and I'm so grateful that I had spiritual strength. Um, and God provided that spiritual strength for me and has provided that spiritual strength for me. But as we think about our families, this is very real. As we <coughs> to pass on um, really a wonderful spiritual strength. I'll read 
Psalm 127, because I think this sums up really how I feel and maybe what we're saying today. Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, will the watchman stand guard in vain? In vain you rise early and say up late, toiling for food to eat. For he grants sleep to those he loves. Sons are a heritage from the Lord, children are a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are sons born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not um, they, they will not be put to shame when he contends with their what's the last word that comes? Opponents and so my phone has a caption on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> or I can't read the bottom. And that's about something which I don't want. I don't want both to um, So really as we, you know, unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers labor in vain. Unless we get God to the center of our lives, we're not going to have the strength we need to get through life. Unless we get God to the center of our families, we're not really going to have the strength that we need to get through. I get them through. I remember when Ben was um, maybe three months old, we went to a conference in um, it was some far off place, and I had a chance to speak to Sam, a fellow called Sam Lang. Raising now, Sam Lang had written a book which was all the rave in my day, which was How to Raise Awesome Kids in, in Troubled Times. That's right. So I thought, wow, this is a really good opportunity. So I said to him, um, do you have any advice? And he said, and I told him how much I wanted to read the scriptures with Ben as he grew up. And he asked me how old Ben was, and he, I said about a couple of months old. And he said, well, you won't have any problems. You're definitely not missing the boat. As I can imagine, maybe he would have said if Ben had been seven or eight or nine or a teenager and I've come to that conviction. But he said that, you know, that from what how he saw life, the more we got the scriptures into our children, the more they had a strength to lean on as they grew up. And I think that's true, he says, you know, that we're not offering anything amazing in ourselves. We're not saying we are great parents or we are great people, but more God is great and we're encouraging our children to have a really solid foundation on that. Um, from that came a desire to read the Toddler's Bible. Um, <laughs> Valuable results. For many, many years, um, morning and evening, read the Toddler's Bible. Um, and I really enjoyed that. Um, I'm sure that Ben Nuts couldn't understand the word what I was saying, but I enjoyed reading it because I thought we're building a foundation here that will help. And then, of course, as our children go up, we are able to practically apply what we, um, what we have taught them and what we're familiar with what we're familiar with, um, and talk about 
you know, the God's direction for us. Um, so I think to introduce um, our first point here, really, um, a conviction I have is just a tremendous need for spiritual strength within our families. Let me hand over to Chevy and Ben. Okay, great. Um, I think Alice would love to be here, by the way. Alice is doing really well. She's in, in as Tim mentioned, she's in her fifth year in Bristol training to be a vet. So she can't be here today, although she would love to be. Um, so we have two children. They're 18 months apart, 17 and a half months apart to be precise. But I remember from very early on those family devotionals. And we used to, I know we've got a broad range of children in the room, haven't we? Parents of children in the room. Some are very young, somebody's one. <laughs> Isn't that right? Yeah. And then we, they go right up to 18, 19, 20, um, as far as I understand. But um, I think throughout the whole range, obviously Ben and Alice have been, they're now in their 20s. But I do remember those family devotionals were so important and we never missed family devotionals. We had them twice a day, in the evening and in the, in the morning. And when they were very young, we used to act them out. I'm sure you do this anyway, but and Ben will probably share about, you know, Herod, Tim, Ben, it was, Tim was Herod, and we were the worms, eating <laughs> 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 him. So, you know, those sorts of graphic sort of actings out of, of the different Bible stories. And that was really something that the, we loved. We saw go and get dressed up. We'd have like three minutes to all go and find an outfit. And you could have anything you wanted in the house. You oh, know, wow. Anybody's wardrobe, <laughs> hanging up in the hall, whatever, to dress up as Herod or whoever you were dressing up as, which was great fun. So we'd all be running around the house. So they're pretty mad. Um, but I think that's really spiritual influence was, was always something that we, we wanted to, to have in our family. And I think um, I remember very early on somebody, I think it might have been Penny or Malcolm, sure it was one of you guys. Yeah, you, I remember you saying to us, make sure you bring God into every part of your day when you're with the children and every part of your life. So God's not just in a compartment. So it's not just God when you're having your devotional. It's not just God when you're at church. It's not just God when you're praying. But talking to the children about how God is helping you right now. You know, like so often, you know, our children say, how, how are you, mommy or dad? Or, and I would say, I'm a worrier, naturally. Does, do anybody relate to being worried, <laughs> worrier or anxious? <laughs> I'm a real worrier, and I know I shouldn't worry. The Bible tells me not to worry, um, but I, that is my sinful nature. I tend to be an anxious mother, an anxious person. Um, I've become, I think I've become more anxious as I've got older, which is pathetic, really, because you think the longer you're a Christian, the less anxious you would become. But then as things happen in life, I've, I think I've become less... I used to live in a little fairy world, I think, before I was, had any responsibilities. But then the more responsibilities we have, the more people we care about, the greater the potential for worry and anxiety. And I think certainly even with the children when they went off to university. That was something I, I struggled a lot with, but I struggled with it anyway, even before they went to university. Um, so for me, I, I have always had to be aware of really trying to follow that advice from Penny and Malcolm about talking about what God's, how God's helping me. Like if Alice would say to me, even now, how are you doing, Mum? I'll, I'll say, well, I'm feeling a bit worried about Dad's health. Uh, but I know that God will, is going to help me through, help us through, and he won't give us more than we can cope with. And so I can share at a real level, but not in an unrelatable way, but in a very real way about what my struggle is, what I'm worrying about, or what I'm tempted to worry about, depending on the particular time or day of the conversation, and how God is helping me. And I think as well, even when they're very little, we can do that too, not just when they're older, but just talking about what God's done for us even. <coughs> so talking about how God has helped us in our past, how God is helping me in my present, and how God will help us or me in our future. Sharing in that way, in a spiritual way with our children, 
throughout the days, because it's very easy to feel like, well, I don't want to tell them what, how useless I'm feeling today, <laughs> or how depressed I'm feeling, or how worried I'm feeling. But to really do it with God in the picture, to be able to say, you know, I'm feeling this way, but I know that God will help me. Can we pray together? Um, and that's something that um, I think really, I, I think has, has helped a lot, but just making God real mm. to our children so that it's not just something they don't do when they're not at church or they don't think about God when they're at school or with their friends. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel very blessed to have grown up in a you know, Christian family. I think I've been given the world as far as it goes from a you know spiritual viewpoint to have parents who are real disciples who love God who you know who gave me the chance to read the Bible from a young age and uh, really set me up in an amazing way uh, from a spiritual angle and I feel so I just feel very blessed uh, for that and uh, you know it's a great it makes me want to uh, get, want other people to have that chance well other, other children to have that chance because uh, you know I feel like mum and dad were such a great they did such a great job of kind of cultivating that spiritual uh, part of my life, which for me now is is life. You know, I don't see life as the physical. It's been I've seen. You know, they've helped me to see the truth about life, which is that it's about God and it's about relationship with Him. Um, you know, I think it. I, I really feel so grateful uh, for my you know mum and dad doing these devotionals from a young age and. Uh, I remember my dad, dad telling me, you know, from six months he'd sit me on his knee as, as he did his Bible study, you know, and I would, you know, I wouldn't have a clue what was going on because <laughs> I was very small, but, you know, I'd be there with the Bible from six months, and I'd be reading the Bible from six months, and there'd be devotionals twice a day, every single day, they would, we'd never miss a devotion, ever, and, you know, I, I, I could see that, I could see, see now that, that that got me thinking spiritually, and thinking from the, you know, thinking in a spiritual dimension from an early age, and it, it, it grew faith in me from a young age, and because of that, uh, you know, I really, I feel like I've got a head start, to be honest, in terms of, you know, the real meaning of life, which is to be a Christian, and, uh, you know, I feel so uh, blessed to have had that, and, you know, I think even as I, as I look back now, those years when I was very young, my earliest memories, and having God as, God being there, you know, mum and dad, impressing God on my mind was so important because you know that that made me uh, understand just it was in, an integral essential part of life and it wasn't something that was something that sort of came and went it wasn't like I was we were spiritual one day not spiritual another day it was an everyday thing it was like um, it was a lifestyle it wasn't just a sort of religion you know it was it was who who we were we were we were we were you know here to be godly and uh, you know that that I think for me just gave me such a head start in because I, I I know for me if I wasn't if I didn't have that start it would have been much harder for me to kind of have uh, take on a spiritual viewpoint later in life. Um, so that's one thing. I, I want to read a Bible verse that, that that I think was really true. It's in Matthew chapter four, and it says, "We I'm sure we all know it. It says, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God.' You know the idea." of reading the Bible, you know, just very consistently every single day, I was able to feed, I was able to feed on the, on the Word of God and able to feed spiritually, able to feed on, you know, what it meant to, uh, you know, to be spiritual and the importance of that. And, you know, talking, I always remember Dad talking about, yeah, if we don't have God, we'd fall to pieces. And uh, that was so important for me. And I saw the need that, you know, I, I do need God, you know, and I, I could see that. And that, that could sort of, um, yeah, that, that seed could grow um, inside me, and I very much felt like I made. I became a disciple when I was 14, but I would very much feel like now I made my decision when I was 10, younger than that. I was going to be a Christian because I could see that life as a Christian just worked. It was just obvious the way that it was meant to be. And I, I think as well, one thing I, I really appreciate was this is a, another sort of uh, another really important thing that I saw was mum and dad's example as Christians. You know. Uh, I, I went to a school which, um, which is a very normal primary school, it was just a, a normal primary school and um, that sometimes I could see my friends didn't always have very functional relationships with their families and they didn't have, their families didn't have functional relationships and I, and I could look at my mum and dad and say, well they do have functional relationships, they love each other and they love me and Alice and it was obvious that the reason they love 
they loved each other and us, and that it, things worked was because of the Bible. It was because they were clearly putting it into practice. They were doing what it said, and it was clearly God that was making things work. You know, it's in Psalm 127, it was God who was building the house. And I could see from their example, again, I, I could see their example, and it was, it was real, that their example was the reason why, you know, I could see God working in, the, in their lives. And, you know, I, I suppose it's, it's an encouragement for any, any parent. You know, your example is probably my conviction, is, the, is probably the greatest thing of all for your, for your children. If you can be a great Christian, God will shine through your life. And you're, you're, they want their lives to be. Because with God... You know, things work. You know, we 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 think about what 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 gives our lives sustenance, and that's physically, that's bread and that's food. But Jesus says the thing that gives our spiritual lives and therefore our real life sustenance is the Word of God. And if we live that Word of God out, you know, our children will see that. And that's certainly what I saw with um, with mum and dad. And I think I feel just very grateful um, with that. And you know, even still, I think you know, of all the people in my life who have had an impact on me. I think, um, you know, I think my dad would be number one, you know, of everybody who, you know, because if, if there's one person who's most similar to me, who shares half of my DNA, <laughs> it's my dad. There's no one else in this world who's more similar to me than my dad. And, you know, he's, he's a man and he understands how I'm feeling. And he understands spiritually what I need. And, you know, from that angle, I think, uh, you know, just you have such a great opportunity, you know, with, with your children, regardless of what age they are, to, to, to set an example and to help, to, to help them because you're, you're just like them. And they share half your DNA for a reason. And, uh, you know, obviously from a spiritual perspective, that gives them a, a leg up in the, in the spiritual world. And, uh, I just feel so grateful. I can't say enough how grateful I feel. And, uh, you know, those, everything from the Bible studies, the fun devotionals were always... <laughs> act out, you know, violent scenes in the Old Testament on Dad, and, you know, that was great. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that was fun as well, so it wasn't just, just spiritual, but, um, you know, and then from that, from the example of, you know, what it meant to live a, as a Christian family, I could just see that this is how, it was a no-brainer, I needed to live my life like this. Like, it was like, have a great life and be a Christian, or don't. And it was just like, okay, of course I want a great life, I'm going to be a Christian. And, um, you know, I've seen that, and that's been the case, you know, ever since I became a Christian. It hasn't changed one bit. And, but it all started, I think, from six months old on my dad's, on my dad's knee. So, amen. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Shibby. I, by the way, am a rubbish Christian. So if you're a rubbish Christian, you're in good company. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, no, um, what we're going to do, actually, is um, um, we'll talk, our next point is we're going to talk about friendship, um, friendship with our children, and then we'll have an opportunity to talk as um, any questions or thoughts or have a bit of a round table time. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, it's... Uh, it's very important that we just, I think we just understand our hearts. Getting God to the center is really the key. That's the starting point. Um, the second thing we want to talk about was friendship. Um, uh, because I think our spiritual friendships and friendships particularly are so important um, just in the way that we handle life. Um, some of us have great family backgrounds, others of us don't. Um, some of us have great friendships with our parents, some of us don't. Um, <coughs> I didn't have a great friendship with my dad. Um, he died in 2004, and actually, in our time together, I think this one conversation that I remember having. So he was a very distant person. He had been in the war. Um, he was a, um, a very military sort of person. Um, but there were other influences in my life. My mother's brother was a big influence to me. But uh, the thing I want to 
really emphasise to us is our friendship with our children, I believe, is so important. Um, and if you didn't have a great friendship with your dad or mum or whatever, um, I don't believe that necessarily needs to be a, a real hobback for you. I think that um, we all know what a friendship is. It's, uh, I think, with our children, it comes a little earlier than we think, but they rather enter the same plane of, of communication or they become our peers much earlier than we expect. Um, we obviously have more experience of life, but they're very much our peers in so many ways. Um, so you find yourself needing to be a great friend to your son or your daughter. There's a passage which I'd like to read, which uh, is in Ecclesiastes chapter 4. And this talks a bit about friendship and how important our friendships within our families are. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 8 says, There was a man all alone. He had neither son nor brother. There was no end to his toil. Yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. For whom am I toiling, he asked, and why am I depriving myself of enjoyment? This too is a, a, mean, a meanness, a miserable business. I think that scripture speaks to me because it reminds me what a wonderful thing it is to have friends. And what a wonderful thing it is within the family to have friends. What a wonderful thing, what a great blessing, even though we have our, you know, we have our issues and we have our <coughs> conflicts and we have our fights. Really, if we can get through those and be friends, really that's so much of what life is about. Um, for me and Chevy to be friends, for me and Alice to be friends, for me and Ben to be friends, so much really of what life is about. Um, to be alone is not, it's not desirable, it's not, it's not what God plans. Um, to be friends together is a wonderful thing. I think our friendships vary tremendously because we're so different. Um, I think genetics have been a wonderful thing in my life because, and this is why I really hold in tremendous admiration people who adopt, but we are made of the same stuff as our children, which is a wonderful thing. So maybe interests you have, hobbies you have, um, they can be a tremendous step forward um, in building friendships with your children. I don't think there's any sort of, you know, things you should do or shouldn't do. It's probably what you enjoy. There's a good chance that one or other of your children enjoy. Um, with Alice, we were very much outdoor people. We really enjoyed outdoor um, activity and that's just the way we were made and that was a way that we could build our friendship together. I'd rather view friendship as not being sort of 
in each other's face, but more going through life together. Um, C.S. Lewis says that, it may Christianity talks about, but friendship is side by side. Mm. So, um, with our children, maybe side by side is a good way to view our friendships, our relationships, rather than um, emotionally needy sorts of relationships. Um, I, I, Ben and I have the same humour. Um, nobody in the world has the same humour. I don't know where it came from. I'm sure many Daniels before have had the same crazy humour. Ben has the same humour as me. That's a wonderful source of um, friendship for us. We enjoy the same sorts of things. Um, Am I talking about us? Am I talking about you? But really, I think I'm talking about all of us, really, is that we have this tremendous connection with our children. Either we like the same things, like me and Alice enjoying outdoor things, or, um, or Ben and I having the same sort of humour. But we can build um, our friendships around these things, I think. And um, I think for many years, for me, early on in my Christian life, I felt that things were quite prescriptive. You must do this and you mustn't do that. I don't really feel that way these days when it comes to friendship. Um, I grew up in a very rural, <laughs> outdoor world. Um, I don't remember learning to ride a horse, but at some point I learned to ride a horse and I was very young before my memory. Um, Alice and I both had two horses um, and we spent hours and hours and hours with these horses. Maybe you find that you can't spend the time with your children that you'd like to, but Maybe there's a way that you could spend more time. Um, I, put, I made note here, I'll just mention this, you know, quantity really is, I believe, the key really is just quantity time with our children. Um, when they enter senior school, as some of us know only too well, um, Senior school is so busy, weekends become so valuable, so golden. Um, friendship time, weekends, good. You know, we haven't mentioned about specific, special time, but time with um, our children on weekends is, you know, just one-to-one -one time, I think. If you can do that, it's really valuable, really valuable. We certainly have enjoyed that. Um, ben and I used to go and watch cricket matches. I never had a clue what was going on. <laughs> ben would explain what was going on. But it was just the time together, which I appreciated very much. Um, shared interests. I mentioned my shared interests. Maybe you can share uh, interests with your children. Um, shared interests with, with Ben. Um, watching Formula One, watching DVDs, watching, you know, just these sorts of things we can do. Time together, reading books together. It's a very valuable thing. So, Friendship is the thing, secondly, that as we were preparing for today, I thought spiritual friendships is really such a, a key, I would, I would put as a, as a key there. Chevy. Yeah. We used to, to mention special times, and we would always have what we call special time. And it's, because there were only two of them, it was easy because he'd have one and I'd have the other. It's harder when you've got more than two. <laughs> mm. 
but well, there's a will, there's a way. And maybe even on a, on a Saturday, it might mean asking somebody else to be with the two that are left behind while you guys are trying to have separate individual time with each child. Because I, I, I really think that's so important, just to really have those times just one-on-one -on -one when you can bond. And even when they're tiny, I remember when we lived in Birmingham, going to the, the playground around the corner and pushing Al on the swing. <laughs> and it was such a lovely time. And it was very simple, it didn't cost anything. And at that stage, Ben was a real train spotter. We were quite worried about him, actually. <laughs> and he did that what we used to do. We had a bus stop opposite our house. And we used the 103 bus. Yeah. And he and I would get on the bus and we'd go down to Birmingham New Street International Railway oh, Station wow. what was and we'd about watch it? the trains and he was literally, I think he must have been about three and there'd be, he'd go biggie and a big massive train would come in and you remember? Yeah. And we'd be right at the very end of the platform where nobody ever went, you know, oh, where wow. you sort of nearly at the right where the platform narrows before oh, yeah. it hits the tracks, looking <coughs> at the railway engines. The tunnels. And, yeah, the tunnels, that right, that's yeah. right. And it'd be freezing cold and there were never any seats that far down the platform. And it was too cold to sit on the ground, so we'd be sort of down on our, you know, just Watching down, watching, and for ages watching those, and you used to love it, didn't you? I did. Every Saturday for quite a long time. It was an hour of train watching. It was a train watching, train spotting time, yeah. and it was always so wonderful to get into the cafe. to warm up, but you know, I, so that Tim talked about shared interest. That certainly wasn't my um, interest. Train spotting, <laughs> Winter's Day in Birmingham New Street. But however, it was amazing how much it meant to Ben. And uh, he used to look forward to it so much. Um, so I think those special times were very, very, very important. And it gave me such a thrill to see him so happy. And uh, with Alice, it was a bit easier because she loves shopping. <laughs> and I can do that. <laughs> so I could do that, I could go shopping from an early age. They both love food. So that was easy too, because we all love food, don't we? So it would vary between McDonald's and those Happy Meals. Do they still have the Happy Meals? Oh, no. Do they still have those? And collecting the little toys in each Happy Meal, the little sets. And they used to love that sort of thing. There's a lot of great stuff you can do with children. Al and I used to do theatre trips. There was this, we had very little money in those days. And we, so we couldn't really afford the train journey so into London. So we'd go in the green bus. And this was a green bus that had no toilet. Oh, wow. <laughs> I remember one time it's stopping and we, we begged, the, Alice was desperate to go through there, and we begged the, the bus driver, please can she run into the pub over there? And he did, he let us, he stopped the bus and she ran in and came back out again. But you know, and then we'd sit in the theater at the highest level where the cheapest seats were, you know, and it would be, you could just about put 50p in and see if binoculars out, you could just about see what was going on. But we loved it. So it didn't have to cost a fortune, but those special times, we didn't do that every week, obviously, but you know, maybe once a term from about year four onwards. And um, you know, those special times were just so wonderful. And the, the greatest thing about those was they produced an opportunity, they provided an opportunity to have some good chats. Because we think life's hard for us, but life's very hard for our children growing up. I remember we used, Ben's going to share about some stuff he went through, which was very challenging as a teen at school. And with Al, I remember she used to go through some really hard times because she's a very, um, she's a real people's person, you know. Al, and, we, and I used to think, well, she won't have any problems with friends at school. And I remember when she went into, she was about 14 or 15, and her, her friends at school were kind of in, it was a girls' school, and they had two different friendship groups, and she was kind of stuck in the middle, and she, was, she used to find it very, very sad that she didn't really know which friendship group was hers. She was kind of, she didn't quite fit in either group, and uh, we used to have really good talks about that, and she'd cry. She was very down at times. That, well, I remember both Ben and Alice had a lot of ups and downs, times when they felt very, just like, just life was very hard. 
And it was at, during those special times in McDonald's or on the bus, the green bus with no toilet, or wherever mm. it was at this Birmingham New Street in the cold, waiting for the next biggie to come through the tunnel, that we could have those chats just about how we were feeling. Um, and, you know, I think those are so important, just to make those one-on-one -on -one times a priority. I think looking back, that's what helped us. And even now, um, with both Ben's finished now, obviously, but university, but Al's still there. We're still very closely connected. We have a close friendship. We, we're in touch every day. Um, we chat a lot. We text a lot. You know, there's a, just a, a very close friendship. And when you build that, when, when before the children leave home, it does remain. And it gets, it's something that helps, helps them even when they are at, at university or doing whatever they're doing, jobs or whatever, just going through the challenges of life. So I think, I think friendship is something that um, I would really fight for, just to really try and make, make that time. There's always so many things to be done. Um, and so many reasons not to get time. But I think if you make it a priority, it, it really pays off. I mean, I, I think I'll paint a bit of it. Mum, Mum alluded to it a little bit, but um, I remember for me, I've never been as good as as good as Alice at making bread. And uh, I remember from uh, my first my first memories of my primary school. I went to a primary school in Buckles Hill in London, and. Uh, first memories of, of it was everyone else playing in the playing ground and me standing by the fence by myself in the freezing cold in my, my yellow coat. And, uh, you know, for me, I, I, my, my primary school days, I remember being bullied. I remember being... I never had a lot of close friends. I had, like, one, one friend. And, uh, but the amazing thing was I could always go home and then mum and dad were there and I loved spending time with them. And there was always, like, I'd go home and I was like, yes! Like, you know, I'd go back to where I belong. You know, I was friends with mum and dad from, you know, very young age, and we were friends, and we would, like mum and dad talked about, me and dad would watch films, we'd, you know, dad would always take a great interest and play, try and play cricket with me, even though he hated cricket, and, you know, mum would come train spotting. I don't go train spotting anymore, you'll be glad to know, but, um, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, they would, they, would, they, would, they would go out of their way just to, um, to spend time with me, and, um, you know, I think... Uh, one thing I, I, I always remember my mum and dad saying is, we're happiest when we're with you. We're happiest when we're with you and Alice. There was never a time my mum and I never honestly remember my mum and dad saying to me, we're going to get time just me and dad because we need a break. They nev I never ever remember them saying that. And obviously I'm, I'm not a parent, so I know maybe breaks are important. But, you know, <laughs> there was... I, I never felt like they didn't want to spend time with me. I felt like they... Mum was always like... We were most happy when we get to be with you, like, and that was such an amazing thing because they were so giving in, in how they were to me because they just wanted to spend time with me. And that's how I felt. I never felt like I was in the way. I was, you know, you know, a ankle biter or just difficult or anything. You know, I know I was difficult because we're all difficult, but you know, uh, I never felt that. I never felt that I was in the way, and I think I just felt so loved because of that. And you know, I, I spoke earlier about that kind of importance of spiritual intensity and that amen i can't under underplay that that's massive but at the same time it was tempered and it was it was put alongside a lot of love you know it's put alongside a lot of care and there was always love alongside you know there wasn't just you know discipline and that was it there was always friendship and you know time with each other and that was what i that was what i we needed we needed the sort of the discipline to be tempered with friendship and um you know those sorts of things. I remember, um, I remember going through a time at, at, um, at when I was in secondary school. I'd been a Christian for about two years or something, and um, I remember going for a real terrible patch in my faith where I, I was at a very school which was full of really, really in, a lot of intelligent people. It was a grammar school, and there was this one guy who, who got in my head. He was an atheist. He got in my head. He used to like twist my views of God, and like I used to be able to. I used to feel like I didn't know if God was there at that point in time. And, you know, I'd been blessed to build on the right thing, which was God, but then it was almost, it felt like it was taken away for a period. And I felt like, I felt like I lost my identity, I lost my purpose in life, I lost my, um, you know, what, 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 like, the, the things that made life good I lost because I felt like, is God there? How do I know God's there? And I couldn't prove it for a while. And I remember just feeling so low and just like, 
You know, there's a, there's a passage in 1 Corinthians where, 2 Corinthians, where Paul talks about feeling the, 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 um, the sentence of death. And I felt like that inside, kind of, because I felt like <coughs> my whole inner being had been lost because I couldn't, didn't see God anymore. And, uh, you know, I remember just I remember talk, sitting in bed and talking to mum about that and saying, this is how I feel. And, you know, I, I you know, was able to talk really deeply about what was really bothering me and, you know, just saying, this is where I'm at. And, you know, being able to talk and having those times to talk after school and, you know, we'd, I wouldn't start homework straight away. I'd get a bit of time to chat and we'd, we'd chat and we'd, that was great. But, um... Just always having that, and always having that friendship, and that tempered the discipline, right? I needed this. I needed the friendship alongside because it wasn't just about army 101 Christian life. It was about you know also the hugs and the you know the the, the friendship time, and yeah, well, then taking interest in me and us doing things as a family, games nights, those sorts of things. Very competitive as a family we are, and we still. That's what I'm trying to say. It was, the, the spirituality was tempered with fun. And, uh, you know, I think that's how God is, is with us as well. Mm. You know, he doesn't just make us read our Bible all day. He gives us fun things to do, you know. Um, but, uh, anyway, yeah, that's the sort of things I remember. The friendship alongside the, the discipline. And I feel so blessed and, and I'm just so grateful, honestly. I was thinking this week, I'm thinking, remember when I went on this German trip and at school. When I went on this German, this Italian trip at, at um, you know, uh, school again. And I remember... When we were young, we had no we had no money, so I feel like so kind of them to, you know, give me money to go on this school trip. And I remember we used to go to the Lake District when we were young. That was our holiday for the year. And Dad and Mum wouldn't eat when we went out for dinner because they had no money. Me and Alice would eat, and Mum and Dad would eat the leftovers because that we had no money. And that was how much it was Whoa. true, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. We had no money. Dad would eat the rest of my fish and chips because I, you know, I was four, and he'd eat, I'd eat, he'd say, okay, you eat. And then I could sneakily eat the rest while I was like, you know, saying, oh, I'm full. But like, that was it. And, and, but I think back and I think how much of a financial sacrifice they did make for me to, 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 whatever money they had, it went on, you know, what me and Alice, you know, me and Alice, and, and obviously they paid for the floor as well, and they meant that's, that's even more important. But, um, you know, but anyway, that's all I can say is I just felt very loved and cared for. Um, you know, they, they showed God's wholehearted commitment to me through their wholehearted commitment. Um, so...